millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by someone I feel like I haven't seen for ages, even though it's just been two days longer than normal. Luke Owen, AEW's own Luke Owen. Hello, Swerf Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. It does feel like it's been a while. Because there was like, because you you went on Friday. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So on Friday, I said, oh, I'll I'll see you on Wednesday. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll see each other on Wednesday. That is technically, that's four days. It's nearly a whole week. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing each other, which is very rare. And you're going on holiday soon. I'm it's going to be two weeks. Yeah, it will. Yeah, I'll be away for a while. How are you going to fare with the podcast? Because I did notice there was no intro or outro yeah. on yesterday's well, show. I made an excuse for you on Discord from the Money in the Bank show. I was like, hey, guys, they're not going to do an intro and outro. It's a mini side. You don't do, we don't normally do, but they'll do one for Raw. It will be absolutely fine. Everything will be normal. I listen to the show. What do I hear? No intro. No. No, no, I had to. I had, I had, I had to go somewhere. <laughs> I didn't have time. Yeah, um, Davis doesn't care. And I had why. to. That's why we had to do it earlier yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I had, I had a prior appointment at four. Yeah. So, I had to get out of there. I had to get out of there. But how was your weekend? It was good. I went to a wedding in Bristol. Oh, yeah, with your lack of reception. Yeah, I also went to the football. Yes, you did on a Friday night. <laughs> how did that go? Did you did you start a chant, Luke? I like football now. <laughs> I'm football crazy. Football mad. Yeah, I... It's coming home. So uh, my team, my team, Charlton Athletic, the Addicts, the Red Army, mm-hmm. Stalin's Enforcers. Yeah, yeah. They, it was, it was a big game. It was the second leg. We had that email of to the, explain. Yeah, of the playoff fight, of the, play, of the playoff semifinals. The play sports. The winner would go to Wembley. Yeah. For the chance to be promoted into the championship. Win all the sports. Yeah. yeah. The championship is, of course, really Division One. Used to just be called Division One, And then uh, yeah. participation's uh, really the award that they give out these days. Mm. And they had to rename it to the championship division. I didn't know how bad Cheltenham were. <laughs> I just assumed they were in the championship going up to the Premier League. But no, no, it's League One stuff. And I said, I, when I said that, I was like, oh, what? You're only in League One when they said that. <laughs> They but like the two guys I was with look really sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your rubbish. Yeah, it's like 
it, I, I imagine it's if I've been talking up AEW for ages and they go, oh, oh, okay, but it's nothing like WWE. Yeah. Like it's nowhere near the, yeah. the amount of people that watch that. They're not going to be selling. I'm going to feel sad. I mean, yeah. WWE cancelled the O2 either, but you know, so I, <coughs> yeah, it was it was an amazing atmosphere. Though it went to extra time. <gasps> oh, drama! It went to it went to uh, penalties, and More every drama. time we had to drive to Bristol, a four out three and a half four hour drive, and every time something happened, as exciting as it was, I was just like, this means we're leaving later. <laughs> this means I don't get to go to sleep till three. Oh. Crazy. But it was fun. It was all good. And to continue the football fun, I'm going to Wembley this Sunday. Yeah? Yeah. I've got my tickets. For more Cheltenham. For more Charlton winning. What did I say? Cheltenham? Cheltenham. Cheltenham. Yeah. yeah. They're facing Sunderland. Oh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're all going to be there. All of the <laughs> Cheltenham fans. Yeah. All 10 of you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good. Cool. Yeah. Exciting, man. I'm glad that you like the football now. I think, I lo- well, from what I've heard, every game is not a playoff final. <laughs> no. it's, it's like going to... Uh, Go to WrestleMania. Yeah, and going, oh, so it's like this every week. Yeah. I'm going to tune in all the time. <laughs> but then it's, it's, n- it's not. It's not. You've got five Baron Corbin segments. Yeah, and it's rainy, <laughs> and you lose all the time, and you just get sad, and you want yeah. to go home afterwards. Oh, and yeah. it's, they're not comfy seats. No. I nearly fell on an old guy in front of me. What, because you were too excited? Or you yeah, just... like uh, because we, when I say we, I mean the team of Charlton. Yes, Charlton. We went, it went to extra time because it was a, a draw and they scored immediately. <gasps> and we were all like, oh no, us, us, <laughs> us. They scored against us. And I said like, I couldn't even make fun of, of how sad my mate was next to me because there were there were 25,000 people being sad mm. that is that's like a it's a lot of people to be sad it's a it felt like sadness became a tangible thing in the air so like when princess di died yeah the people's princess exactly you could feel the Just sadness the eyebrow. you could feel the sadness down every street you walked on yeah and uh, but then Charlton scored 5 minutes afterwards everyone went insane I just leapt up and kind of leapt forward up. <laughs> and it's very narrow seating bits mm. in the football. And the guy in front of me did not stand up because he was very old. And he was just, like, if he stood up, that seemed to be a 30-second process. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, ne- I nearly went into him. Oh, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure I need him. Killing and then people. my friend... Grabbed me back oh, before I completely flattened him. <laughs> completely flattened this old yeah. man. But we all bonded. He was happy because oh, well. his team scored. Yep. I was happy because my team we scored. all scored. Yeah. We yeah. all scored together. 25,000 dudes scored. All scored. Uh, and then there was a pitch invasion at the end. Oh, well, as you'd expect because you all won. We won. We and won. it's our right, I believe, yeah. to go down there and celebrate. There was a graphic on one of the big TV screens that came up about half an hour before the end of the penalty shootouts. Mm. And it just said, don't invade the pitch. It's a criminal offence. And it was a long, wordy message about why it's a criminal offence. And I thought, I hadn't even thought about invading the pitch. But now it's in my head. (laughs) You've planted that seed now. Yeah, that's on you, Sheldon. Yeah, And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, well, 
Good. I'm glad you had a good time, mate. Uh, what did you get up to? Anything at the weekend? No, not really. Oh, <laughs> oh! Gary Neville. Yeah. I um. Uh, yes. I. Uh, That's football. That is a football thing. I went to uh, WrestleGate Pro up in Nottingham. Uh, so that was a fun little drive. Me and Fakeador drove up on Saturday afternoon, um, and we went to go see the wrestling because. St- things we can't we can't make any announcements yeah. just yet but yeah, there are things we had a, there's a tease video on, on Twitter you can go find it um, but we were there because it was a good stacked card with a main event of Pack versus Jodie Fleisch versus Robbie X so big Jodie Fleisch big Jodie Fleisch fan big Robbie X fan massive like he's I don't know how well known he is outside of the UK mm-hmm. but he's so good we so we got there um, and then we were able to just sort of hang out backstage with uh, with all the wrestlers. And, That's cool. Uh, and we got we sat down. We watched them like do a bit of training. Do you get changed well. for them? Uh, no, a few. Like, so Robbie X and uh, Dean Allmark were sort of like they were doing some training spots. They weren't wrestling each other, but they were doing some like training spots and stuff. And we were just watching um, Robbie X do a no hand handspring into the ropes, just practicing it, and, just being, and it was effortless. What? So he s- sort of. Flips forward, flips forward, bounce off the ropes yeah. without these hands touching the mat. No, that's incredible. Yeah, so he can then do like the the ex, um, his Xbox thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Very, very impressive man. But he was doing so. He would stand on one area of the ropes, or he would stand inside it at the corner, and he would jump over the ropes, land down hard on the apron on his feet, and then he would jump up over to the other side and then jump back into the ring. He was just doing this over and over and over again and doing big flips and stuff in the air. And he was doing all of this in socks. And I kept, that's exactly what I said. Fagador, on the apron? Fagador no-sold this completely, but I was like, he's in socks. Fagador no-sells everything. I don't like standing in my kitchen floor in socks, let mm. alone jumping around on it. Looked very uncomfortable. It's it, the hardest part of the ring as he well. He didn't seem that fussed about it. So, I mean, I'm starting to think that maybe this whole hardest part of the ring thing is... It's a bit of a work. I don't know. Maybe. But we uh, we got to go into the ring uh, and take a photo with the uh, the WrestleTalk turnbuckle that we had mm. there. And um, the promoter, Fakedor, he just say, he goes, have you ever been in a wrestling room before? And Fakedor said, yeah, once. We were talking about when we were in the ring with um, Cody and, and Brandy at Rev Pro. And I was like, they had steps there. We had to like actually get up onto the apron and get in. Fakedor walked straight in. And Gary, the promoter, stopped him and said, oh, you, need to, you should wipe your feet before you get in the ring. It's a, it's a respect thing. And so I, then getting in second, I said, I knew that already. And so I wiped my feet before I never I knew that. That's why Regal does it. I always wondered why Regal did it. Apparently uh. it's a respect thing. But he does it as like quite a dismissive, sneering. Yeah. I, when, when Regal does it, I felt like as, as a, a viewer watching it, that's like heel heat. Like, oh, I've just had to walk past you and now I'm wiping my boots in your face. No. It's a respect thing, apparently. Was it a rib? I've heard backstage at <laughs> wrestling shows that hijinks are played. Well, I don't know if it, were, it was hijinks or plenty, but uh, it, they were very, very kind to all of us. Um, I, I, I walked backstage and I suddenly realized I hadn't really like... I'm, I'm a bit awkward about this sort of thing. I know like the etiquette is you're meant to go and shake everyone's hands. But for me... I'm not one of the the boys. I'm just a fan. Yeah. And so I don't want to then go bother them. Mm. That's how I feel like I would be. Like, I'd be bothering them if I went up and shook their hands. Totally. It's like, where is my place? Yeah. They don't know me at all. Absolutely, yeah. 
So I introduced myself to as many people as I possibly could. But yeah, at the end of the show, lo and behold, the main event of that triple threat didn't happen. And instead, Hangman Page of AEW came out and had oh. a match with, and I, and I, yeah, I marked out. And then uh, they had a match pack. The first ever, I was there live for the first ever All Elite Wrestling match. That's history. That's history right there. Yeah. I was there for it. You can actually see me in years to come, like when people watch old progress tapes and you're their front row center, there'll be years to come where people are like, Wait, can I see you in the front row mm. of uh, AEW's first ever match? Yeah. Like, yeah, you can. Imagine the luck. Imagine the luck. I, I would have been there. I, w- I wish I, but yeah, wedding. I know, man. I, I always feel like never cancel weddings. That's one no. of the things you can't get out of. Absolutely, yeah. And I, th- I think you did the right thing. Mm. Good show, though. I'm going to give a shout-out now to my uh, new favorite wrestler, Cara Noir. Who's, who's oh, I, I, I heard him and uh, Bad Bones Bad, had, an had an incredible match. So good. Loved it. I, I, I think I might have enjoyed that more than Paige versus Pack. Yeah, from from a from a just a drama standpoint, loved it yeah. so so much. It was great. WrestleGate are really really good. They're, they're like two three shows in. Yep. But I mean, freaking to have that on your first show, oh, yeah. your, one of your first shows is is crazy. Very very impressive. But let's get into this show uh, where we're going to be talking about Dolph Ziggler making his return to SmackDown Live. Here's the show. Dolph Ziggler's only gone and bloody returned on SmackDown. Yeah, honestly, who saw this coming? No one. Least of all WWE. The report is that Kevin Owens was meant to be in this sort of Kofi Kingston feuding cycle. Sami Zayn's there. You've got, like, the, the team of KO and Zayn versus... The New Day and maybe Biggie's there sometimes, maybe he's injured because it, it still seems he's not actually medically cleared. <coughs> but the reports are from Wrestling Observer and Fightful and you know many reputable sources, Owens isn't going to Saudi Arabia because he doesn't want to go. Yeah, because of his connection and his friendship with well, Sami Zayn and, you know, uh, amongst other things. We don't well. know that. We don't, well, we don't know that why. that was Fightful's report. Oh, Fightful said that. Yeah. Right. Okay, so Wrestling Observer just said they don't know why. Mm-hmm. But... Yes, but that makes sense because Sammy is of Syrian descent. He, he wasn't allowed on the last one. He wasn't allowed at Great Royal Rumble. He yeah. was injured for Crown Jewel, mm. but I don't think he's going to be going to this one. Well, he probably wouldn't be allowed to go to this one either. So Owens isn't <coughs> really going to be around for Super Arabia on June 4th, 7th. June 7th, yeah. which is the next pay-per-view. So apparently WWE call up Dolph Ziggler, who's on leave at the moment. He's doing stand-up around the country. He even has, a, a, I think, a date in Australia booked for June 7th when he's meant to be doing Super Arabia. Wow. Now. So this is last-minute stuff. Yeah. And he has just returned here in a main event WWE title picture with Kofi Kingston, most likely to lose and... Thanos away again. It's exactly the same situation we had last year with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was supposed to face AJ Styles for the WWE Championship at Crown Jewel and then turned around and said, I don't want to do the show. So they had to hotshot the match on SmackDown and then have Samoa Joe run down and attack AJ Styles to set up this match at Crown Jewel because they needed to have a championship match there. So you had this sort of one-week build 
to get to AJ Joe at Crown Jewel. And then as soon as that show was done and out the way, they went right back to AJ <coughs> Bryan because that was the story they actually wanted to be telling. So what we're saying is these Saudi Arabia shows are now halting storylines and getting in the way of them. It's bloody Survivor Series, but in a different country. Mm, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about what happened. The show started, the, the sort of Kofi narrative thread started with um, Kofi and Xavier coming out right at the start of the show. And they said, we've got Big E coming back. And they brought out a, like Big E under a big cover, a big veil. Big cloth. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they removed the cloth and it wasn't Big E. It was some guy, but he was wearing Big E singlet. So it was very, very loose on him. Mm. More room for pancakes. I thought that was very funny. I liked it. And then they were like, no, that's that's wrong. And Who they are take you? him <laughs> out. Yeah, they take him out. And then they do the full Big E entrance with the... You know, oh, so, oh, enter place name here. And he comes out and he got a huge pop. Huge pop for his return. He's only been gone six weeks, but it was re- it really felt like he's been gone longer. I've missed him so much. He's such a fundamental part of the New Day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they, they come down to the ring. It's done up like a welcome back Big E party. Yeah, there's presents and everything. <clears> there. And it was just like, they all cut a great, not a, an amazing promo, but just really, really funny uh, affable stuff. Re- uh, referencing the Mama Lynch tweets that he's been doing and mm-hmm. how he's been horndogging uh, over her on the old Twitter machine. And then Kevin Owens comes out and he doesn't say a word. At least he doesn't say anything, does no, he? No, my favourite thing about this, though, is that Owens' music hits and Sami Zayn comes out. Big E is incensed. He grabs one of the presents and tries to eat it. Mm, it's yeah. so good. Just grabs it, just has to go, because he's so mad. Uh, but Sami Zayn sort of backs up Kevin Owens and does all the talking for him and says, you know, I I was gone for nine months. I never got any welcome back party like this. And KO just turned around and walked off. Yeah. While Sammy kept on speaking. uh, I really liked that performance by Kevin. It was just like, I I don't even want to look at this. I've come out to interrupt you, but I just do not want to look at you. So I'm going to walk away. Mm. And I mean, I know that was... By design, like that was definitely the plan for this segment. Uh, Sami Zayn keeps on talking. Xavier trumpets over him, which yeah. is quite funny. And and Sami got good heat here. Uh, I thought this was a well received segment from the audience, and this set up Sami Zayn versus Kofi Kingston for later on. <coughs> but watching Kevin Owens go down there, not say anything, turn around and walk to the back, knowing that he doesn't want to do Saudi Arabia, which implies a frustration with the company he works for. Yeah. It just adds another layer to that performance. It really it was, does, Maybe yeah. it was quite method. Yeah, and it effectively just writes him out of this storyline, I guess, for a little while. And I think Kofi beating Sammy kind of writes him out of this storyline for a little <coughs> while as well. Mm. But, like, is it? do you think it writes him out of the storyline for the next month until Super Arabia's out of the way? Or is this a... What the hell are you doing, Kevin? Well, Super Arabia's only in a couple of weeks. Yeah, three so you, weeks. Yeah, so you've got like a couple more weeks of TV to do where you can build this Kofi Dolph feud and then just go right back to the Kevin Owens storyline. Just bring Owens back. You don't have to have him on TV for the next couple of weeks. So unless WWE's changed drastically in, in the last couple of weeks, when you don't do things that they want you to do, that isn't usually received well. You tell that's Daniel Bryan. He won the WWE Championship one week after refusing to go to Crown Jewel. I would say Bryan's slightly in a different place, though. 
I don't know. I just I'm interested to see how the Kevin Owens I'm interested as booking well. is followed up on. But I could see them just once Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel, whatever it's called, wherever Super it's Arabia, called, Super Arabia. Once that's out of the way, then they'll just move on, move, not move on, just move back to where they go back to the original plans. This is just a creative halt. Mm. This is just a spanner has been thrown in the works through again probably the company's own fault <coughs> and they've got to work around it we've got a three-week workaround go right back to it but get back on track after that and that three-week workaround is Dolph Ziggler where you had the Sami Zayn versus Kofi Kingston match mm-hmm. up later uh, before the match started Big E was shown attacked backstage he was clutching his knee I wonder if it was the same person that attacked Sami Zayn at Money in the Bank yeah did Sami Zayn attack Sami Zayn <laughs> at Money in the Bank <coughs> and and Xavier tells Kofi to go ahead yeah. and wrestle it by himself. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good match. Nothing really special. Well, it's all in the ad break. Mm. That was my biggest criticism I had about this week's SmackDown Live is that there were five matches. Four of them were hampered by an ad break. Yeah, and so you can't really get into the action. So really, it was fun while it lasted, but it didn't really feel like it meant anything. Um, and yeah, Kingston won with the Trouble in Paradise. So. Sami Zayn, he's won. He beat Braun Strowman because of the mid card of Evil. But has he won any other matches since no. coming back? His his return match was against Finn, Finn Balor, Balor, I believe, he and he lost that, and yeah. that's what set off the heel character. Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame because Sami's doing such good work with crap material, really. And he's getting beaten for it. He just keeps getting beaten all mm. the time, which doesn't make me think that he's like, <coughs> you know, a badass or anything like that, or a character that he should be taken seriously. He's just there to be beaten up all the time. It's a shame, yeah. It's a shame. He needs to be booked a little bit more yeah. strongly. Uh, but yeah, there was no New Day involvement because of the Big E stuff. Yeah. But there was no Kevin Owens involvement either. No. Like KO didn't come out to help Sammy or cheat well, for, for Sammy's advantage. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting. But then, hate, like, Kofi is celebrating in the ring. He's just beaten Sammy. And Paul Heyman walks out with the briefcase. He even like teases opening up the mm. briefcase. And I thought, mate, Brock barely works Mondays. He's not coming in yeah. for a Tuesday. I didn't, but I never bought into that. <laughs> for a second. But <coughs> I, I appreciate them trying to... Cough still there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I appreciate them making it seem like... Like, that plate is still spinning with the briefcase. Yeah, because there's an announcement on Monday. I didn't watch Raw. Mm. There's an announcement on Monday, is there not? Yes, that's, well, that's what they promoted. Okay. We'll see if they deliver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I then this company's well known for promoting things and then delivering on them. Then out of nowhere, this guy in a hoodie runs in and starts beating up Kofi Kingston. And it's Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Who we haven't seen since the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble where he's where a he, babyface. Yeah, and he eliminated Drew McIntyre. In a storyline that was never followed up. Yeah. On. Because he's effectively meant to be gone. He's meant to be just doing his comedy tour. But as you say, this is only here because Kevin Owens isn't doing Super Saudi. And so he's off to do he's off to do this instead. Mm. So so Dolph just annihilates Kofi. Uh I, I was and this was a hot crowd, I would say. It's a hot crowd for Raw as well. But no one really reacted to Dolph here. Why would you? Mm. We've been conditioned for the last 15 years not to care about Dolph Ziggler. So when he comes out doing this big angle, why would you care? But it's it's weird because some people, that does work. For, for some, like somehow it worked for Bailey when she won the match. Or if... I can't think of many other examples, Bailey, but sometimes it works. Yeah, no, I, 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 I see what you're saying. I think with Bailey, my only argument to that could be is that I think there has been an underlying 
want for Bailey to have her big championship win moment, which really she didn't get the first time round because she won because Sasha Banks helped her. Mm. She didn't actually beat Charlotte Flair fairly. She cheated to win the big baby face that she is. That we've been for the last, you know, the last sort of three years have been just like, oh, maybe now, maybe now, maybe now, and we finally got that moment. I think if you'd have waited another five years, she wouldn't have had that moment. If you had another five years of maybe now, maybe now, maybe now. She wouldn't have had the reaction she got on Sunday. That's probably it, because although Kofi had the 11 years before he got he got, got really hot recently, the last three years have been him very solidly at the top of the tag division with the New Day. Yeah. Whereas Dolph Ziggler, he's had the 11 years, but has just been on the downward trend the entire time. Yeah. And really, unfortunately, any chance of that goodwill, I feel... Was was expired five at least five four years ago, and I've got to think as well. Like I, you know, I get why they've done this angle if, if Kevin Owens has pulled out, but can you imagine doing this angle but with Buddy Murphy, mm. instantly establishing a new top guy in this division who has just been in there and is complete dismay? Because I thought this was a really good beatdown. It made yeah, Dolph Ziggler yeah, yeah. really really vicious. Problem is, it's Dolph Ziggler, so it's hard to care about it and get invested in it. But if this was Buddy Murphy or Alistair Black or something like that, it would have felt like a really, really big deal. And we'd have been talking about the beatdown, not the shock return. Yeah, I I agree. That's uh, that. Those are definitely the best options, particularly Buddy Murphy. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, I know Randy Orton is in the Triple H match for Super Arabia. But I I still want to see that Randy Orton Kofi Kingston match for the title. I think that's big time. Randy Orton has got huge name recognition. So that that would help out Kofi even more to build him up as a player. Absolutely. This feels very mid-card. Mm. This feels like mid-card oh, vortex. Yeah. This is US title from six years ago. I made this. I said this in the review today. I said that Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston <coughs> had so many matches in oh, WWE geez, for a period yeah. of time. It became a running joke. So to then promote that again, but for the company's top title, feels a bit like a joke. Yeah. It doesn't feel like legit or anything. Where is Dolph Ziggler drafted to? Well, SmackDown, I guess. Or is he a wild card? No, I'm going to guess SmackDown. He might be a wild card. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> brand, brand, like there's even a brand split. So maybe Dolph will get hot off the back of this. He pilmanized Kofi's neck. Uh, they did a big stretcher job. The crowd reacted well to Kofi. Yes. Like they, I, I felt like, the, the, like there was one guy like this really shocked for Kofi. Yeah. But I think that's more an investment in Kofi than it is in Ziggler. In booing Ziggler. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just thought, well, why didn't Brock cash in here? Well, if Paul's out there. he's not there. Yeah. Uh, but then, interestingly, later, and this was one, this at least provided some intrigue for, for Ziggler's turn and return. He, he's talking to not Renee Young backstage. And she's like, why did you do it? And he just takes the microphone out of her hand and says... I'll tell them. I'll tell them right now. And he, what, I was dreading that he'd say, I'll tell you next week. Because <laughs> that's so lazy and like, what? A Who very cares? WWE thing to do. Yeah, but he didn't. He took the microphone and he walked out and he cut a promo at the top of the ramp and said, I, I get why you're booing me. I would boo me too if I was in your position, but it should have been me. And he kept on coming back to how, you know, Kofi got the spot when Ali was injured, but it should have been me. He beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, but it should have been me. And he wasn't doing this like a heel promo Dolph Ziggler, a classic Dolph Ziggler heel promo. 
He was doing it on the verge of tears. Yeah, he he sounded like he was about to break down at any point. This is the best promo he's <coughs> ever cut. No, it isn't. You reckon? What do you think is his better promo? Like anything of the heel hashtag heel stuff from oh, Zack Ryder's no. uh, Z Chu Long Eyes. Oh, 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 so on WWE, I mean. Yeah, but even in that time, he he was a very good promo when he was allowed to go out yeah, there but that and was cut more, stuff. That felt like character work. This felt like an actual real like promo. No, I, 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 I felt this was more from the heart than just being like, haha, I'm hashtag heel. Yeah. Which is well, just a character thing. Well, I, st- I still thought this was a character thing, but his character now is, I'm at the end of my rope, I'm slightly yeah, disheveled. It's, it's fair enough, but I think this, would, for me, personally, this is way better than any of the hashtag heel stuff. Mm. I, yeah, I, I think, although I'll be honest, I completely forgot about that gimmick. I think Dolph's early promo work and promo work around when he was actually popular, so before five years ago, what is was very very good, um, but yeah, this this is a very. I'm glad they took a different direction for it, and I thought Dolph's performance of it was was very believable. So that is the hook that has got me in now, and maybe they can even actually make Dolph feel special again. Yeah, but, but I don't know if he's sticking around. That's it. Like it's yeah. like okay, you make Dolph feel special, but I know he's not winning. Yeah, and if he does win. You haven't built him up enough. Well, that's what I mean. Then if you give all of this, but you give it to a Buddy Murphy mm. or an Alistair Black, and then you can, you've got someone that you can <coughs> continue this on with. And it's also building a new star. And in a period of time where we're pushing Undertaker versus Goldberg as the main event of the next show and Brock Lesnar as the Money in the Bank winner, I just feel like now is the time we want to be pushing some new stars, not just going back to the Dolph Ziggler as a main eventer well, which dried up a long, long time ago. Yeah, because they are pushing Kofi incredibly strongly. He's, he's beating everyone, and it's clean. And I think, I think they booked him really, really well. Oh, yeah. But maybe he beats someone who really, really matters. Yeah. Maybe he does face Brock, and he beats Brock. Like, if they were really behind him. Yeah. But I feel like they're behind him to the extent where he's in this little pocket and then the real stars are up here still. They're, bu- they're, they're booking him really strong yeah. as an upper mid-card champion. That's exactly yeah. it. But really there's a, a main event that's different. It's CM Punk as champion. Mm. CM Punk was never the guy when he was that champion. In that big 400 long day reign, he was never the guy until he started feuding with The Rock. Yeah. Because John Cena versus John Laurinaitis was the, the big feud. That was the one with all the big stars in it. I mean, sometimes you, it's unfortunate that you're the champion, but two massive stars come along at the same time and have a classic rivalry. Like John Cena and, and John, John Laurinaitis. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's unfortunate. You have to headline pay-per-views with John Cena versus The Big Show because CM Punk's just not... He's not a drawing up as a champion. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, uh, yeah like Rock, Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin came along at the same time. Yeah. CM Punk and John Laurinaitis. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, well, we've also got... Uh, thank you very much for your s- s- super chats. We've also got our lovely pledge hammers to thank. So thank you, Steep Climb, James McAhill. Yes, Woo! nice. Let off some steam, Don Bennett. Whoa, yes. yes. Nice. They're not on my form. Harry and the Hendersons Burgess. Yes, Whoa. nice. Yes. He's strong, Justin Roderick. Whoa, nice. Whoa. The Life of Jordan Riley. Oh, lovely. Lightning Seeds reference. The Chronicles of Stefan Riddock, but you've you've put in brackets here, Riddick. Yes, because ah. it's just Riddick. So I've done that phonetically for you. So because it's Riddock. You, because he said on Patreon, a lot of people make the mistake thinking it's Riddock, but it's actually just Riddick. Oh, you just pronounce it Riddick. Yeah. The, the, the name works even better then. Yeah. Thank the you, The Chronicles Riddick. of Riddick. Hey! <coughs> King of the Super Chat, Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Jason Ayala. Ay, ay, ay. Power Rangers. Oh. Ay, ay, ay. Alpha 5, yeah. Alpha 5, yeah. Woo! Woo! Nice. Raz the Man Reality. Yeah. Nice work. The difficult surname, John Inahuazo. Nice. Good work. Praise him, Jonathan Preston. Yeah. Nice. Mad dog, Joshua Maddox. Xandermania oh. <laughs> running wild. Xandermania. Yeah. He was with the us man for Money in the, the Bank. He was had, he there for Money in the Bank? He was there for Money in the Bank. Uh, Rebel without a crew, Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Nice. Woo. Uh, the King of Chaos, Thane Krios. <coughs> yes. yes. John Turner, how to connect Bailey with Sting? One Scorpion oh, death drop God. finisher. Then when she, when she turns to Bailey Sting, that becomes her new finisher. It's genius. Someone sent I can't remember who it was, but someone sent me on email. Uh, a Bailey had tweeted or done a Snapchat story or something of a Bailey figurine, but they'd put Sting underneath it. Oh yeah. And it was a genuine production mistake. No. And Bailey had said 
Uh, no, uh, no, this is wrong. Yeah. What 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 is happening? Do you think that's one of those cases? Because um, Lance Storm tells this story from his WCW days that there was a Lance Storm and Jericho two pack, or it was like a Lance Storm and Eddie Guerrero figure two pack that he went to buy from his Toys R Us. When he scanned it through, it scanned through as Hogan Sting. So Hogan and Sting got the residuals uh. for the toy sale. So maybe that's just a case there. It's like Sting got the uh, the merchandise money then. Yeah, part for, of his deal when for, he came for back. Bailey's toys. Mm. Uh, Victor Vega says it should have been me now give me what I want I don't know what he means but we'll move on I think he's just saying uh, catchphrases yeah give me what I want should have been me Um, sorry I just I've just been conditioned to think Victor's saying unusual (laughs) things that's all Um, small afro games who is Jaron Walker says have you guys read the Ashley Massaro affidavit yeah yeah we have yeah we have Uh, it's awful dark dark stuff uh, Sean Turner is back. Says, "If you like my idea, give me a seven. If not, give me a nine. He he's Sting Bailey guy. Yeah. yeah. If I like it, give him a seven. If not, give him a nine. What? Why is why is that the scale? I don't know. I'm going to give you a zero. <laughs> going to make Been quite scale. clear. <laughs> Uh, Siki or Kiki possibly who says uh, who is Vince's most favourite Roman, Lesnar or Charlotte Roman yeah I'd say Roman I think his relationship with Brock is quite oh yeah you keep getting me and I just want to have you back all the time it's a love hate thing probably yeah, but, but a respect but like Roman is like he's the favourite oh Roman with Roman. your beautiful hair you're, you're the omni Roman you get to go mm. across both shows and no one ever questions it uh, Jobber JJ R-Truth is the best 24-7 champion ever I mean he is the longest running Longest reigning champion yeah. I still like Robert Roode's run Yeah Hiding in a boot mm-hmm. yeah. It's about the only thing I actually watched from Raw In fact it was the only thing I watched from Raw Was the 27 stuff It was good If, there, if there had been more champions this week I was going to suggest to Pete That we did uh, for our weekend <coughs> video The best 24-7 champions and nice. do a little but mm. maybe next week uh, Michael Sands of Time R-Truth should hide his 24-7 uh, title by disguising herself as K-Quick to cycle through gimmicks that'd be quite funny that'd be good yeah I mean surely people would still recognise him though, just like aren't you R-Truth no no well that will be part of the comedy oh yeah no one knows it's him when he's <laughs> it's like Clark Kent's glasses it comes out as NWA world heavyweight champion yeah. Ron the Truth Killings yeah. oh sorry NWA world champion uh, Adrian Wells says I watch y'all every week I love the show keep up the hard work have y'all heard the rumours about Biggie helping Dolph win the title at Super Showdown <laughs> where are those rumours I from? haven't heard those either. it's, it's no. been one of those things where someone tweeted it and then we're going oh what a rumour yeah mm. I've not heard those rumours no and I don't buy into it either he's not cleared either I d- yeah although Biggie and Dolph have history with AJ Lee, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they were the Final Fantasy Seven crew. Dolph brought up Big E. Yeah. Into the main roster. Wow, maybe. Well, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> Which means it definitely won't happen. <laughs> the phone czar says, hashtag rock out with your Brock out. <laughs> okay. Cool, yeah. Uh, Mr. Doback says, it is 12.08 a.m. in Australia. So thank you for well watching. Well done, Thank you for always here for this. Jer Personen, who... You might not have seen yesterday, Luke, but he rated Ollie as a B, B yes, level. Yes, I, I did hear this. Ollie was like bottom of the you, table or something. I was, you, I was you, were, you were super level, and then it was I think it was me. Well, we don't need to recap these, do <laughs> we? Anyway, uh, Jeb Sonner says, Ollie, I'm sorry. I was joking. Of course you are S tier. 
Is everyone S tier, Jer? Everyone's S tier. Everyone gets a participation medal. But I'm a little bit more S tier. We also need to know what those stand for. Um, but what we will be, move it on. It could be another word for rubbish. Yes. Uh, Brandon Rayner says Danshoku Dieno is the Iron Man metalweight champion. Wikipedia is wrong. He won the after the main event and then he kissed me. Wrestling is better than everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, it sounds like uh, the heavy metal, the Iron Man heavy metal weight belt mm. is quite quite difficult to keep up with yeah and if you read something on wikipedia it's probably two days out of date which means four title changes have happened yeah wikipedia is it's user edited so there's a lot of users though a lot of users but clearly not enough people are working together to keep this list updated Mm. Uh, Venom Kitetsu says andy to aw confirmed so hopefully an andy and aw shirt soon well, they are a t-shirt company, so uh, <laughs> Andy Elite it's probably, it's probably the best place to go to mm. uh, to get that done. Uh, My favorite thing, sorry, about the 24-7 championship mm. was when I, I got some messages from people, I suddenly realized that I'm old, where they were just like, oh, they've just copied the uh, Iron uh, Heavy Metal Weight Championship. I'm like, no, it's, it's a parody of their own. Like, that was a parody of the hardcore belt. Yeah. This is their own creation. Vince has never seen no, Absolutely DDT. not. Uh, Christopher Hamilton Sr. says Big E heel turn is coming gents no it's not (sighs) Uh, we're gonna look stupid when it happens well no we won't look stupid WWE (laughs) will look stupid for doing such a stupid thing no we'll look stupid for not foreseeing how stupid WWE can be I'm just gonna get behind it but I'm not getting behind Sting Bailey (laughs) Uh, Josh Paulson on a poll says, for someone who is such a great wrestler, good gravy has WWE stuffed Ziggler royally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a period of time when he was, like, super over. He was my favorite wrestler. Yeah, he was was everyone's favorite wrestler when he was doing his hashtag heel stuff on Twitter. The cash-in against Del Rio. He was, like, on the precipice of being, and, like, you know, one of the all-time superstars that people will remember. But they just give up on him at every single turn. And he just keeps going back. Uh, Adam Pearson says, should WWE and Saudi politics be kept separate? Like in the presentation of the shows? I think he just means, maybe it means in general. Like, should we not talk about, should we talk about the shows without talking about the I think politics that's what he that means, go behind yeah. Right. I think it's... It's, uh, it's difficult. Well, it's difficult, but it's also, I mean, it's, we've said it all now. It's not going to be fun to listen to us if every time we talk about WWE, we bring up all the abhorrent parts of the Saudi Arabia deal. So, yeah, I've I've stopped talking about it, really. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. But from a content perspective, I think it will make it more enjoyable for you, the viewers. Uh, Anonymous Anonymous says, are they going to keep Brian and Rowan away from television until Super Arabia is over? Possibly, yeah, because I suppose the Usos are now set up for a tag title shot and they're not going to do that at Saudi Showdown because Brian won't be going. Hmm. So I guess they'll have to wait till afterwards. Uh, D.S. says, would adding a stipulation to the 24-7 belt make it more interesting? Anyone able to hold a belt for 30 days earns an undercard title shot or something like that? Uh, It's a comedy belt. Yeah. I don't think... I think if you... I mean, it, that would be quite a fun bit of storytelling. It would really, when you get to like day 29, it would, maybe that's the joke. Maybe if you get to hold it for 30 days, 
you get a universal title shot. And no one ever does. But no one ever does. Yeah. And that's all... But then, like, one day, Kurt Hawkins manages it. Yeah. And he gets just a a throwaway Raw Universal title match. You build that episode around it. It's a comedy main event. And maybe he he wrestles better than anyone thought he would. Yeah. And, by God, you might get him over (laughs) separately. And, of course, he doesn't win the Universal title, but... He elevates him. You say he'll get him over, but he's the Raw Tag Team Champion. Is he? (laughs) Yeah, it's a a comedy belt. Uh, I wouldn't overthink it. The Raw Tag Team Championships. Well, both, yes. But yeah, 24-7. It's a a comedy belt for comedy nonsense. (coughs) Uh, Limps says Tomo versus Randy Danson in a merch on a pole match. I mean, I'm 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 game. Tomo wants merch. And now. speaking of which, Tomo once again Tomo. proving he is the wealthiest man in Australia with an incredible donation. So oh, thank, thank you, you very Tomo. much. Thank you very kindly. Uh, I now want Dolph to win. He probably won't, but he should. Also, I am the most over in the chat, not Randy Datsun. <laughs> I mean, I think you are the most over in the chat, but Dolph should definitely not be winning that title. No, uh, he shouldn't be within an ass's roar of that <laughs> title. He should far from winning it. Tomo's career trajectory. Has been fascinating to watch. It yeah. really has. First, first off, you know he's he's just he's the just, he's guy. just a name. Then he's, he's Randy uh, Datsun's number one well, fan. Just, I just noticed that he was being very lively in the chat. So I'm again, I'm the one. I'm like Dolph well, Ziggler who brought Randy e taking credit for it. I'm like Dolph Ziggler who brought Big E into WWE. <laughs> I brought Tomo into the into the hearts of everyone. I think Tomo's wallet brought him into the hearts of everyone. Yeah, the amount of super enough. chats. Um, send me some money Tomo Ben Isaac says we love Randy Orton don't talk about him I think he meant me I think when earlier when we were discussing okay Randy Orton well we were also talking about Randy Orton you could have been talking about Randy Orton yeah. no 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 because this, this came just after you had started anyway uh, Ben Jeffrey Pridemore says how long until Carmella tries to pin our truth yeah I thought yeah. that was going to happen oh you see now I'm thinking it's Lars I think you have Truth hold it for a couple of days, and then you have Lars be the one who beats Truth for the belt, oh, and then you have Someone's the un- beat Lars. you then have the well, that's it. You have the unstoppable Lars who you can't get the belt off of. Oh, I hate that no, idea. That's rubbish. I did. I never said it was a good idea. I just figured, but Truth was feuding with Lars a couple of weeks ago. Unless that's been dropped. It's probably been dropped. Oh, okay. That He's feuding with Lucha House by now. I think. Mm. Uh, Lord James has Roman's WWE champ at Super at SM. When Brock, when Brock cash in, love you, SM. Uh, stomp? Stomping mounds. Stomping mounds. <laughs> it could be stomping mounds. Better name than stomping uh, grounds. Super, Saudi super Mario? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I think he wants Roman to be the champion when Brock cashes in. Uh, I don't want to see Roman and Brock again, no. but like I, I said yesterday, I, I can see Brock cashing in on Kofi. So you get Brock versus Roman for SummerSlam. And that's how you get the belt from Kofi to Reigns, which, let's be honest, is really what's it's the, ultimate, the ultimate plan. Yeah. I um, I don't like that. No. No. But uh, I... I thought... Better than your Lars idea. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, um, I, I figured after Money in the Bank that they would just announce that he's cashing it in for Saudi Showdown uh, to face Seth Rollins. Mm. That's what they'll announce on Monday. And then Seth will still win and retain the title, and then Brock goes again. He's, but, had, he's had his payday, and he's but off. But it'll be a swerve, and he'll cash in on Kofi. But he's already cashed in. Uh-uh. He's, he wasn't even in the match, Luke. <laughs> Rules don't apply. Oh, okay. So he'll, get a, he'll <laughs> right. cash in twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably worth it. Mm. How many more we got for this part? Uh, 
11. Oof. Let's do let's do three more. Okay. Uh, Tim Arendt says, just joined Patreon for the sole purpose of supporting you guys. Aww. I know you guys will help me get through my first uni exams. Keep up the good work. Well, well good luck to you, absolutely. Tim. Absolutely. Good luck to you. And thank you so, so much. But uh, I would say don't do it for the sole purpose of supporting us. Get all that extra bonus <coughs> content that's there for Wrestle you. Wrestle League. Wrestle Ramble Extra. That's what Ramble you Club. Ramble Shout Club. Shout outs. Get, get your ears into all of it. We mm. are two Patreons off of 1,100 Patreons right now. Yeah, sure. And at 1,500, we foolishly said we'd put on a wrestling show. Because we thought we wouldn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's almost within an arm's reach, frighteningly so. Yeah. Uh, two more then. we got Aaron Cash, who says, Been a big-time fan for ages. How would you book a major star winning the 24-7 championship? By the way, first time live because it's 2 a.m. in New Zealand. Wow. wow. Thank you Feely. very much for sticking around with us. Um, I, I wouldn't. It's, it's a comedy belt, so I feel that would then devalue that person that won it. I said it yesterday. When Kevin Owens is in comedy Kevin Owens mode, I think he should win the belt. It would make me so sad to see Kevin Owens then feuding with Jinder Mahal <coughs> and the other it's job just, squad. No, 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 he feuds with everyone by that point. Like the, Even the main... He'll be walking along and the main event guys would like be talking to him and then a referee would just lurk in the background and he'd run. I think of all the top guys, Owens could do it very, very well. He's about the only person. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to see Seth winning that belt. No, not at the moment. Uh, William Adams says, what if Shane and Corbin formed an ultimate mid-card of evil that went over both brands because wild card? The authority. Shane should start his own version of the authority where you have Lashley and Corbin and Drew as sort of like your... His his underlings, Corbin and Shane are the same heads of the, the, the heads of the same body. Drew McIntyre, Lashley, Sami Zayn, Elias, they all get sucked into this Corbin Shane vortex. Oh yeah, I felt so sorry for Drew at the end of the show. We'll get to that. Uh, so SmackDown opened with Elias and Shane chatting backstage. Yeah. Um, Heels. Uh, Elias was saying that the crowd were cheering him so much for his song at Money in the Bank, that's why he lost to Roman Reigns. Mm. I thought it was good, good heel work there for, for apologising. Yeah, Elias is very good, and his comedic timing and delivery is really good. Uh, and did, did he say he wants to be in Shane's corner? Yeah, are they having a match at Super Showdown? Shane and Reigns are. Okay. That was booked on Raw. Okay, cool. But Drew, I think, is also going to be in his corner. So well, Drew and but, Elias. Well, no, he said that he doesn't want Elias in his corner because he's got Drew. But yeah, he said, "I don't need you. I don't want you in my corner, but I'll be in your corner tonight for the right. Money in the Bank rematch." I just kind of phased out. This yeah. was at the start of the show, <laughs> and they managed to make me phase out. So I think the report is that they, uh, the Shane Elias partnership is done now, and they they're replacing they're replacing Elias with Drew. Who's not on the show? Who's not on SmackDown? <laughs> no, he's not. He's on. But Reigns is on Raw anyway, so yeah. just move that feud to Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we got the Biggie return bit. We've already covered that. And then we got our truth. Carmella is looking for our truth backstage. She walks past a few people. Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick is handing out like wanted posters for our truth. It's funny stuff. It's goofy. Apart from Apollo Crews, who could not have tried less. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I am also looking for our truth. Sm- not even smiling. Not even smiling. I, thought, I thought that was your face. How are you yeah. not smiling? It, it looks like he was in catering and he was mm. in the middle of a bloody lovely burrito. 
And then someone came over and said, can you be in this segment? Oh, I'm in the middle of this burrito. Do I have to? And they're like, I'm afraid you have to, mate. You've got to get up. So he went up there, gave no Fs with it whatsoever, and then just walked right back to his burrito. But someone who was giving all the Fs was R-Truth oh, yeah. in drag. Yes, R-Truth was dressed up like E.T. Yep. Uh, come at, like E.T.? Yeah, you remember when they... Oh, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah like, like a lady. E.T. Uh, and, yeah, he's, so he's got a blonde wig on as a disguise, and Carmella sort of ushers him to a, a secure area. And you say, I mean, the disguise clearly worked because he was standing in the same corridor as Apollo Crews and Drake Maverick, and they did not see him. Mm. And they, they were specifically looking for him. Yeah. So it was very much a good disguise. Uh, I, and this was where I thought, Carmella's moving him into a cloakroom or something yeah. so she can pin him and win the belt. Exactly. Do the little Gerald Briscoe sleeping tactic. Yeah. That's what you want. Uh, but unfortunately, it seems it, it very much is just for men. Well, for now. For now. For now. I think yeah, if, it's not, <coughs> if it's not my genius Lars idea... Then it's going to be uh, Carmella. I think Carmella is actually the, the the second best option behind Lars. I still inanimate objects. I really want inanimate objects, Nicholas, and animals. Referees, I'd like referees. Referees, Kathy yeah. Kelly. Kathy Kelly. I'd like to see you know a green shirt guy. Um, who's oh, the fan. Of, yeah, the fan. The guy with the long hair. Yeah. Like him and his mum should like... Like the, the guy with the long hair should pin one of the wrestlers and then his mum throw him off and pin him and become oh, champion as well. Great. Yeah. Like you want to do that at like access. What a lovely way to give back to your super, super fans as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. You're always front row for all your events. You'll be canon. You'll be <laughs> ca- cano- canonically. Yeah, canonically, yeah. A champion in WWE. You'll be on Wikipedia. And that's you'll, the sort of thing they care about. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we got Ali versus Andrade, who had, I thought, a very good match from what I saw of it. <laughs> which wasn't a lot of it. It wasn't chopped up as bad as Cesaro Ricochet, which was on Raw the previous night. And the crowd are chanting, this is awesome. And you're like, what? what, uh, what? <laughs> like, y- you showed me a replay, but I didn't see it happen IRL. Yeah. It was ad break, shrink screen. It was, yeah. Secret life of pets. That was really bad. But this, uh, I like the structure of this match. Ali was really heavily selling his back. It was all taped up from Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Yep, get one. I I particularly like Andrade. You know, hitting him on the outside to get a count out. Roll back in. Ali gets back in at eight. So Andrade was like, well, I'll just take you on the outside harder then. So mm. he just goes over, just powers him over into the timekeeper's area. Rolls back in the room. He's like, count him out. <coughs> and that's like really smart wrestler work right like if you want to win by count out and you get to eight it's like well i'll just beat him up more on the outside to ensure i get a count out victory yeah if you hit your finisher on someone and pin them and they kick out don't sit there screaming at the referee pick them up hit the finisher again <laughs> and cover yeah. or maybe hit three finishers in a row exactly bobby Roode, it's in nxt knock them out to the maximum extent yeah fill up their damage bar yeah then pin get them the, get the head all on red yeah and then pin them uh, so, but I, I thought this was a good match. Yeah, uh, I, really I, I like the finish as well because Ali looked really strong. Andrade didn't really lose much. Andrade really had it won. Uh, double knees into the corner to the back as well. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, that, and that was like that was the fin- kind of false kind of finish, finish, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So Andrade went to pin him, and I believed in that pin. So great kick out, and then Ali rolled him up to win. Got a surprise roll up. Yeah, yeah. and surprise roll ups are overdone in WWE. I didn't mind it here. Well, we didn't get angry Joe face after <laughs> Yeah. Uh, then we got Truth is being dressed up as a more convincing woman backstage by Carmella. She, uh, yeah, he was being put into Carmella's gear with the little hat and everything. And then she had him uh, a bra. 
mm. to put on. A massive bra. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a comical bra. Yeah. Like, like a joke bra had been brought out. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, it's a shame we didn't get, like, someone hitting on Carmella Truth. Oh, yeah. Should have been Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. Like, Drake. Have you seen our truth anywhere? Oh, oh, Carmella. Well, I yeah. didn't know you had a sister. Exactly. Which yeah. makes even less sense because of the skin pigmentation difference. Oh, my difference. God. That would have been <laughs> so good. I thought Drake was great in this show anyway because when they're all chasing Truth backstage, you see Drake lagging at the back holding his – because he's got a stitch. I thought he was really, yeah. really – he's so good. Yeah, Drake is – or Rockstar Spud, as we know him from over here, yeah. is amazing. I'm so, so grumpy with WW and grumpy is the word I'm going to use – I'm so grumpy Rumpo. with WWE deciding, or Vince rather, saying that that EC3 Drake partnership <coughs> is never going to work when just not going to put it on TV. Yeah. So grumpy at them for the next. I bet you it would have been great. Yeah. Uh, then we got another video package for Lars Sullivan. He needs a storyline. I am sick of this demented Big Ben. Dun, 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 dun. Here's my music. And then the same video package. I'm bored of that. I'm bored of him just coming down and trashing people. He's not actually... Like, he was a lot more effectively presented in NXT where I... I, No! I know, (laughs) hot take. But I, I... Yeah, he's just... He feels so generic at the moment. Oh, so he's just he's big monster heel. Yeah, and he is one. He's a one note character. And you say he needs a storyline. He had a storyline with our truth mm. that was, I thought, going to build to a match, but it appears that yeah, that has been dropped now. So I don't know. But yeah, Lars Lars does need to do something. Yeah. Uh, then we got Mandy Rose versus Carmella. This was it wasn't much of a match at all. It was mostly Sonya saving. Mandy and Carmella because she's in love with her yeah like yeah you think that's where it's going that, that was my guess that was that's guess. what I said the other week I think they're going to do a Sonya has emotional feelings yeah, for sorry, Mandy because Stephanie said we're going to get LGBTQ storylines and that storyline is Sonya is in love with Mandy and you know sometimes you've got to trust in WWE <laughs> to do these sensitive storylines 100% with respect oh yeah and I think that they are doing it with respect yeah uh, Dad, we need to do these LGBTQ stories really, really well. So, okay, okay. I mean, they've got a kiss, right? Uh, Stephanie, can you be kissed by them? Yeah. The Sonia Mandy stuff builds and Carmela's beating up Sonia as well. But then the whole undercard run down because truth's out there. They cotton on that it's not Carmella's sister yeah. or whatever. And they chase him through the crowd and out of the building, really. And the match, I guess, is called off. The bell just rings. There's a DQ. They caused the DQ. <coughs> okay. But they never, like, no women were ever knocked over. No, but they ran into the ring and stopped the match. That happens all the freaking time so in like, WWE. Yeah, exactly. Brock Lesnar. Hell in a Cell. Ends, like, a, ends a match, mate. If we're going by that, those rules, like, one of the B teams should have just won that match <laughs> yeah. between Carmella and Mandy Rose. Uh, then we got a Bailey interview. She said she made her own moment at Money in the Bank. Yes, she. Uh, yeah, she's no. Uh, there's a difference between uh, Bailey the hugger and Bailey the champ. Yeah, I'd, it's nice. I, it's I, nice. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hope this continues. Was there um, any follow up to Becky being upset that she lost the SmackDown title on Raw? Not much. Oh, that's a shame. That's actually really frustrating. She she was just like. You know, she was angry at the people calling her Becky One Belt to the extent where she challenged them 
to a six-person tag. <laughs> okay. But it was a, it was a one-on-three. She challenged them too, but yeah. two people joined her. Okay. How could this? Like Simon said yesterday, what, there were there are th- there are two people. Right, we know where this is going. Give us some credit. <laughs> Uh, then we got the like our truth is continued to be chased into a room, but it's had a notice on the room. Were they not meant to go in there? Because they I, ran right back. I out. don't know. I was trying to work out who was running, so I, yeah. I, I picked up. There was Matt Hardy and Brian Kendrick <coughs> in there, and then I found out through going to the images that Akira Tozawa was also part of this uh, motley crew running after them with the B team and Jinder. Yeah, uh, and that the they, big stars. They all run past, and Sami Zayn's there smiles. And then walks to the <laughs> ring. Walks to the ring. So I'd, it's it's a shame because I would have liked Sammy to have gone, and then think about going after it, yeah. and then go, "Damn, I've got the match." Even he doesn't care. Yeah, it's but already it's, the... it's comedy non. It's a comedy nonsense belt for for the undercard to do something with. But you can, but you can get. That's not a bad idea. Like you can get that over to the extent where it's actually a really big thing in the company. Oh yeah, but that's not the aim. Mm. Uh, but I, I I've written this here. I think. Seeing them run past Sammy, although he rather dismissively smirked at these fools going after a joke title, it does make... They, they are putting in groundwork to make the backstage area... Feel alive. ...an actual place yeah. where people aren't just stuck in their own feuds and they do talk to each other yeah. and their characters, which is, which is what I want. And you and I are talking about <coughs> this today, of like if they can try and replicate some of that magic of the 24-7 rule, which actually, like, really in hindsight, didn't last as long as a lot of people remember it to. It was actually only effectively in for a couple of months. Mm. Um, and then they just went back to doing regular hardcore matches. But if you can try and replicate some of the stuff like they did at the airport or in the ball pits and, and things like that, you know, the, the funhouse thing, or Gerald Briscoe pinning the sleeping Crash Holly, because it's not... People don't remember the matches. People don't remember the hardcore stuff. They just remember the wacky title changes. Yeah. And that's what you want to that's what you want to replicate with this 24/7. You don't need the hardcore bits. No. You just need the fun that came with the 24/7 rule. Totally. Uh so to to carry on with the the expanded universe feel backstage. I don't think I want that to mean Elias is randomly standing on top of a production truck while serenading Roman as he walks to the ring. Well, Elias like, is playing his guitar outside, waiting for Reigns to arrive. My thought is, we're nearly an hour into the show. Why isn't Reigns here yet? Why isn't yeah. he come, showing up to work on time? It was kind of funny, but it was. I was just like, why is how is this why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. So whatever. Uh, then we got Lacey Evans and Charlotte, the blonde people taking on Bailey and Becky. The champs. Yeah, the champs. Uh, the two belt yeah. between them, but not on Becky. Becky one belt and Bailey new champ. Uh, but yeah, but Bailey and Becky cut a, <coughs> a gorilla position promo and Bailey teased wanting to be two belts too. Yeah, she went, uh, and Becky said, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and get my title back. And there's me thinking, but you're a raw guy now. So... Can you go for the SmackDown Championship? I know there's a wild card, but are you allowed to do that? I think she's a SmackDown talent. No, I think she's, she came out with a Raw strap. Did on, she? Yeah, when she came out for this match. So I think she is Raw. Tell us Wikipedia. I like we go to Wikipedia and not www.com. They don't know. <laughs> Female wrestlers on SmackDown. Oh, she's not. She's not listed there anymore. Okay, is she on Raw then? Is she, she must be. There she is on Raw. Yeah. Okay. So I th- yeah, so I guess she's on Raw now. It's a fish. Uh, but I they... mean, well, it's not, but it's, uh, mm. it's, as, it's the most as official as damn it I can get, I guess. You know what annoyed me in this match? Please tell me. 
when and they've probably been doing it forever but it only just grated me this time when Becky Lynch was introduced the ring announcer set, introduced her as someone like the person who made history at Wrestlemania 35 by main event in it and beating Ronda Rousey yep. like do you know that's the heel shtick you do to Baron Corbin's I entrance know. yeah it was remarkable how they didn't see that like that that that's not how baby faces work they're meant to be humble i mean i, I yeah sure the rock and be calling themselves the man that but that feels different and organic they to they it yeah like baron corbin's whole deal is he's giving Mike Rowe and whoever it is, these little placard things to say and do my ring introduction. Yeah. Because he thinks that these things need to be said. Whereas this company is essentially saying like, yeah, no, you should should cheer her for all of her accolades. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just being she is the raw women's champion. I have to think about which belt she had. <coughs> um, I liked uh, the fact that Corey made a Napoleon Dynamite reference oh, on commentary. Yeah, nice little uh, obscure one where he said that he could throw a pigskin over a quarter mile, which is an Uncle Rico line, which I appreciate in the morning. Uh, I thought this was a good tag. Formulate tag, but it was fine. Yeah, uh, I like. It was just nice to see Bailey and Becky on this level teaming together. Yeah, uh, against Flair, I wish, and Sasha Banks. There wouldn't have been a, like the perfect storyline to continue this through. Absolutely, like that. Charlotte and Sasha used to be these worst of enemies, but now they're yeah. Well, they were the BFFs in yeah. NXT with Summer Rae. I think was the third Maybe. part of that act. Um, but Bailey rolled Flair up to win, so presumably I don't. It's bad psychology, though. Bailey needs a win, but surely Charlotte is her main competitor. Well, they were putting over that Charlotte, they are feuding now. That it yeah. is Bailey versus Charlotte, and it's Becky versus Lacey uh, over on the Raw side of things. So, so it just, but, but it, like, the storyline is that Charlotte has been pinned twice by Bailey. But Charlotte beat Bailey a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. Well, yeah, but you don't, you're not supposed to remember that. That was that was weeks ago, Davis. Wins and losses, please matter. Come on, AEW. <laughs> uh, then we got Truth attacked by Jinder yeah. Mahal backstage. He got a near fall. Oh, uh, but the B team sort of came into they confusion. argued amongst themselves. Yeah. of who should get the pin. Confusion allowed them to run off into the night. So yeah. Truth is still at the time of broadcasting the twenty four seven champion, or as he calls it, the European champion. <laughs> then we got the Ziggler explanation interview. Then we got. A, th- a really <laughs> fun Triple H versus Randy yeah. Orton video package that recapped the feud between the two, Evolution, the home invasion the stuff. goofy home invasion stuff they did. That ended in 2009. Yeah. This whole match build-up, which was really effective. It did make me want to see a match between the two. But nothing new has happened in a decade. Well, they skipped over the fact that they were in the authority together. But I guess Randy didn't have a turn to get out of the authority, which is why they didn't follow that up. But, like, Randy was the chosen one. He was the guy... He, that, he was the face of the company when they didn't want Daniel Bryan to be the champion. <coughs> but they, I guess they didn't want to put that story in there. They just wanted to like, no, no, it was Evolution, Home Invasion, WrestleMania, and that was it. Well, that I think that's where uh, the Saudi Crown Prince has got up to on the network. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. so he's just finished... 2009. So he's looking for uh, Mark Jindrak matches yeah, and Rene Dupree. Yeah. Uh, and then we got our main event. Roman Reigns versus Elias. Because this is mid-card. This WWE Championship feud, this is the mid-card. Roman Reigns versus Elias with the Omnichain. That's your main event. This is your, yeah. this is your big program on SmackDown. I, yeah, I thought this is not an intriguing main event to stick around for. And I know their Money in the Bank match was a sort of 
like it wasn't a match, so there's justification for putting on a rematch between the two. Yeah. But I didn't want to see it. No, I, I, I did joke in the review that this was, you know, the match that everyone wanted to see from Money in the Bank. I'm glad we get to see it again. That I, I wasn't completely enthused about this either. And really, the only reason this was the main event is because you wanted to do the Dolph promo after the beatdown, but you also wanted to have the big Drew McIntyre surprise and lay Roman Reigns out at the end, <coughs> I guess. That's how you wanted to end the show off. Yeah, it's so, so that's what happened. But the match itself, I thought, was very slow going at the start. But to its credit, it did pick up. And Roman, when he when he gets going and he runs around the ring and after Shane had interfered a bit, he hits a cool drive-by drop kick on Shane. Uh, and then, like, the guitar gets involved, but Roman spears him. It's really good babyface booking. Stacking the odds. In a match, yeah. And they, it is like, that's classic booking to get a babyface over like that. Uh, if it was someone we all really loved, it would be even more effective. Yeah. But then, there were some boosts for him coming out as well, and yeah. this is this is always going to happen. If you're going to have him on every single show, people will turn against him because they'll just see it for what it is of him being across every show. And we'll go back to the you're shoving him down our throats, and people will turn on him. Mm. Keeping him, having him on both shows is not the way to keep this man over as a babyface. So Roman wins after hitting a spear, and then Shane beats him down and. What, does he win? Shane was beating him down, but then Roman made a comeback and hit the Superman punch on him. And he, but did the match actually finish? Yeah, Roman won. He okay, beat, he okay. Beat yeah. I can remember if Shane stopped that from happening. Uh, but yeah, Shane's beating him down, but Roman comes back, and then Drew McIntyre claymores him. The Scottish cycle path. Yeah, poor old Drew has escaped the mid-card vortex, but has just fallen right into an omni-Shane. He's a raw guy. Wild card, I know, but... Ugh. And it's just one more time, I say one more time, it's not going to be the last time, of Drew being a second to someone he does not need to be a second to. Mm, He's gone from Dolph Ziggler to (coughs) Braun Strowman to Baron Corbin to Bobby Lashley and now over to uh, Shane. Someone someone said on Reddit that it's maybe a character trait that Drew will just align themselves. Drew will just align himself with anyone who wants to beat up a member of the Shield, <laughs> and he hates the Shield so much. He's always going after them. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like we were down on this show because Dolph Ziggler's return is a bit sort of meh, uh, even though it's intriguing and the the sort of Shane McMahon stuff is really sucking the life out of any segment he's in. But I did enjoy this show. I gave it a 4 out of 5. I yeah. enjoyed the show. Yeah, I give it a high smack bang in the middle. 3 out so of 5. Negative. <laughs> so, so negative. So, so negative. Let's get on with your super chats. Indeed. Uh, start, actually, with... Just someone pointed out that Ali has been fasting for the past month, so everything he's done, like Money in the Bank and SmackDown. That is very impressive. And also, uh, tomorrow is 20 years uh, since the death of Owen Hart. It is, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was pretty crazy to think about 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, David Myers, uh, no message, but thank you for your donation. Thank you, David. Nathaniel Cadogan says, uh, you guys are phenomenal. Keep up the good work. Cheers. It's a a bit much. We're we're fine. Yeah. Broadly fine. Um, Elizabeth Mazora from Korea says, uh, I saw some of the female superstars tweet they wanted to find Truth's Hotel. Y'all think that means the female wrestlers can also win the belt? Well, that or they really like truth yeah mickey yeah. james is publicly um 
uh, challenged him. So. Good. Well, yeah. yeah th- and That's they, great. I don't think they'll be posting that if that wasn't allowed yeah. by WWE. So hopefully, let's make it even more zany. I don't know if um, Housemate Simon said this on the Simon show Hayes. yesterday, or Housemate Hyman, mm-hmm. um, about his whole thing of like just giving it to the wrestlers in between Raw and SmackDown, uh, between SmackDown and Raw tapings, just giving it to them and just do whatever you want with it. Yeah. So long as by <coughs> the next episode of Raw, this person has the championship because we want to do this storyline with them. And you just give it to them and be like, run free. Go film stuff on Twitter. Go film stuff and put it up on Facebook. We'll do it, cover it on the website. And just have fun with it. Yeah. Record yourselves in hotel rooms. Record yourselves in the parking lot. Do this, that, and the other. And just like that then drives people to the social media channels to try and see who's got the belt next. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. That's idea. It. Yeah, it's really good. Danny DeVito on our fan says, can I donate money to the Bailey Sting cause? <laughs> I mean, you were my favorite Friends cameo, but... um. You know, it may even bester now. Now you're getting behind mm. this Bailey Sting angle. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about getting a WWE Universe mode set up for Screenstalk when we play 2K19 on it. Maybe if if we hit some Patreon goal, maybe we'll put Bailey Sting in there. Jesus Christ. 10,000. Uh, David Myers, uh, once again, no message, but thank you for thank your donation. You Sean Turner says, if Bailey Sting is in your WWE universe, she gets a plus seven with her score. This makes her the same score with Ronda. It makes her the same. She's got the same oh, amount as Ronda. If then. it's a DQ match, plus ten because bat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so okay. A, lot of, a lot of 2K19 stuff I don't understand. No, me neither. That um, game is baffling to play. It's too complicated. I'm getting used to it. It's too complicated. Casey Svakowski says, I think they should give the 24 belt to Drew and build him up just beating everyone, then go for the main belt and get him away from Corbin. It's a comedy belt, comedy belt, comedy belt. Do not put it on Drew. Uh, uh, what, uh, message from message re- nothing from message retracted, obviously, but thank you for whoever you are. Thank you. Uh, Jobber JJ says, can Jobbers get over? If so, can you get me over? Not me, him. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah, well, James yeah. Ellsworth got over. Absolutely, he yeah. did. Um, yeah, there's plenty of examples of uh, jobbers that have gotten over in time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what that lad's what name was in ECW now. Oh, oh uh, Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey Whipwreck, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, Mikey Whipwreck. Blue Pants. Blue Pants is a great example. Blue Pants got so over in NXT, she was part of the first ever Brooklyn show. Mm-hmm. They called her up specifically for it. Uh, Stephen Cause says Baron Corbin and Shane should each win the 24-7 championship then we can see them all the time well we see them all the time anyway mm. uh, Jobber JJ pumps in again with just saying jobbers need work that's why they've given them the belt mm. it's in the name uh, Ivan Ivan Drago Drago says too soon to predict WWE streams truth defending the 24-7 championship on the network and or YouTube during the entirety of Double or Nothing yeah, that's that's how to get that audience away from Double well, or Nothing. I, mean, I, bought, I bought my yeah. ticket, but it's truth. Yeah, but truth yeah. is defending the belt, I think, in some hotel. Uh, Sean Larkin says, been here since the start. I don't know if you mean of the, since the stream or since the start of Russell Talk. And he says, Keep it up, guys. Thank you very, very much. Day one is H. Day one mm. is H. Uh, Fifi 7 Gaming says, thanks for all the video content. Oh, oh, thank you very much. You're we welcome, Very much Fifi. appreciate it. Uh, Jobber JJ back in again says by the end of the year I will be 24-7 champion everyone's within you a go shot go for it yeah, yeah, yeah just try and run in actually no I'm not going to tell people to run Absolutely. in absolutely let's not encourage that whatsoever that is a dangerous precedent to yeah. set uh, Patrick Hall Luke please treat Andy better being mean is X-Pac heat 
Not being mean. Not being mean to. Well, we we will we will address the the procedure of of checks, <laughs> so nothing like this happens again. Yeah. Uh, D Devil says, I really hope Bray Wyatt becomes the WWE champion. Yeah. Let's see if Let's it works. See, I was going to say, I thought he was going to debut the new character this week, but mm. um, we'll see, I guess. L- Accidentally Awesome says, Lars versus Bray, book it. Mm. That's, a, that's a big question. Uh, Lars versus Bray, book it. Or are they just saying that that's what they want? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, take my money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to see those two no, go against no, each other. No, not particularly. Uh Ben Greenwood, the man who submitted his uh, predictions halfway through Money in the Bank, says, <laughs> loved SmackDown last night, really enjoyed it. Uh, and then he says, to my previous uh, donation, I watched it in clips and watched it in my own order. I watched Roman a lot vs. Lies, then watched Kofi Dolph. Thought that would make sense. Oh, so you, you watched your own you order watched, yeah, of, of order, WWE? Yeah. He did like his own edit of the show. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting way to do it. How would you know? So you must have seen what was happening in the show before you edit it, though. Well, no, you just like pick out the clips that interest you the most. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that you just put sense. all those ones at the end yeah. and the ones you don't want to see at the start. Um, Victor Vega says, did you see Lacey give her gloves to a child fan? <laughs> yeah, I did. Babyface move. Yeah. Regular Bret Hart she is. My, um, You didn't uh, mention this, but we had a good giggle about it. When Lacey was doing her handkerchief thing, she dabbed her face, then dabbed her armpits, then dabbed her face again. I was like, well, you've got armpits <laughs> on your face there. Uh, <laughs> dab- oh, no, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Geyser, Geyser, uh, no message, but thank you very much for Thanks, your Mike. Thank you. generous donation. Tomo back in with another Tomo. ridiculous donation. I- and where you're getting it from, but uh, Roman Reigns versus Elias, 2.5 star match, not enough rest holds, also have more money. Cheers. Yeah, thank you, well, thank you very much. There was a good rest hold in it, though. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Luis Nunez, no message, but thank you very Thanks, much, Luis. Luis. Thank and you. lastly, from, oh no, it was another one just popped in there. Uh, cool stuff 9217 says, Do you guys remember Colin Delaney from ECW? I think talking about jobbers. I do yeah. indeed. Yeah. 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 He was on WWE as well. He was on WWE quite recently. Last year, I think. He did a match with, oh, was it last year or was it like a couple Braun. of years before? He was part of the Braun thing when yeah. Braun first came up, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he changed a lot. He's much bigger now. Uh, and finally, Kalen Marshall, Callan Marshall, uh, no message, but a nice donation. So thank, thank you. Thank you, you so, so no, much. No, wait, we've got one more. Oh. William Adams says, who can do Shane McMahon's best in the world introduction longer? Ollie or Luke? <coughs> okay. The, the best, best in the terror in your eyes because <laughs> I thought I was going to start laughing so you asked before we came on here what did I do with my two days off I'll be honest with you because I did Money in the Bank live stream on Sunday night me and Fake Door did that with Randy in the room and um, yeah I, but to be honest I thought Monday's going to be a write off because I didn't get back from Nottingham until like half two 
um, on Sunday and then I had to get up and I had to go to my uh, in-laws because it was my father-in-law's birthday, an event I pulled out of to go to the wrestling show. I think you made the right choice. Possibly. <laughs> they were having gammon, which obviously I can't eat. Um, but it sounded like they had a lovely time anyway. But I went over for a lovely brunch and it was the first thing lovely. I'd eaten. It was the first thing I'd eaten since half 2 p.m. the previous day. Oh, wow. Because we went, we had like a service station Burger King and then um, I didn't eat anything for the rest of the day. And when I was on the way home and it was about sort of one o'clock in the morning, I thought I could stop at the services or I could just go home. Power through. Power through and get home and I'll go and have brunch the following day, which I did and it was excellent. Then I uh, came here for the Money in the Bank live stream. So Monday, right off. Woke up, um, I got home about half past five, fell straight asleep, woke up at eight and then just fell right back asleep. I, I woke up at eight and I was like, well, that's annoying. That's only three hours sleep. <laughs> just fell straight back asleep. Didn't get up till midday. And then you woke up sweaty. <laughs> was Brock Lesnar really there? <laughs> it's like a fever dream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. So then I you know, text all of you guys and sort of like had a bit of a chat, bit of banter. Um, but yeah, I didn't really do a whole lot on the Monday. Tied it up around the house. And then on Tuesday, I went to go see John Wick, Chapter 3. Much Parabellum. to Hyman Simon's annoyance. Oh yeah? Why is that? Apparently you, Laurie and Simon had... Agreed to go and see John Wick Chapter oh, 3. I don't think we had agreed to go and see it together. He was shooting hard. <laughs> he he said that you agreed to see it on the day it came out. And then... Oh, no, no. He said he was going to go and see it on the day out. It came out. But then you were like, oh, no, we're going to watch it a week later. So he was like, okay, I won't, I won't watch it on the day it comes out. Then. I'm going to quote uh, Laurie Blake on this. Simon knows nothing. <laughs> Because Simon also told me that there's no Cineworld that's local to him and Fegador told me, no, there is. There's actually one that's the very close. One. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he said. What I, the conversation went, I was like, I really want to see John Wick 3, but my wife doesn't want to go see it. And he said, well, we're going to go see it. You can come with us if you want. I said, yeah, that could be a plan. That's the end of the conversation. Mm. I was no for sure's or definites that we were going to go see it. So I went to go see it on my own instead. Here's my review. It's too long. Oh, okay. It's... Previous John Wick movies, 90 minutes. Yeah. 90, tight 90 minutes. It gets in. It does what it needs to do. It gets out. This one, two hours, 10. And it did not need those extra 40 minutes. Mm. I was exhausted by the 90-minute mark. And actually, after a while, I found the action annoying. That's I, a shame. Because I just wanted it to be done. Because all you've watched is effectively the same thing for the last two hours. Because John Wick movies are very highly choreographed action sequences, which are amazing. And then some very small bits of exposition, and then more of that action again. Oh no, my dog. Back yeah, to being back, back, back to being uh, uh, And so Parabellum is all of that, but just longer. And is that it's, what it's, it's never ending. It's called Parabellum. Par John Wick yeah, chapter three. three Parabellum. Parabellum. Yes. Now the idea of putting chapters in implies that this is going to go on forever. Well, that was my... Or was there a finality? That's what here? my other criticism of this was. I felt that chapters one and two had like a final point, but left it open. Mm. Whereas this one was very much, this is just here to service the setup for another chapter. And nothing's really finalised. Hey, it's, but when we look back in ten movies' time, and they've all been excellent, maybe we'll go, huh, Yeah, you can't have all good franchise entrance you can't and i think look I at star trek this look is at the weakest Rocky. one this is the weakest one of the series but having said that i did enjoy it i thought it was a lot of fun jason manzoukas was great i'd have liked to see more oh, of was he him in it? yeah yeah derek's in it um i'd have liked to have seen more of him i actually would have liked to have seen more of halle berry um she's only interested for a shorter period of time but uh overall thought it was good it's just 40 minutes too long yeah 
I can't wait for John Wick Chapter 4. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Do they go to Japan? Uh, not in this one, no. Well, then, you, yeah, for the sequel, make there it happen. Go. We go to Tokyo this time. More uh, John, more Wick. Then I went home and watched more of NXT TakeOver Chicago for the Patreon podcast because when I take days off, I still work. Yeah. And uh, came into the live stream for a little bit. And then I went out to play D&D. Busy old day. Fun. Fun, fun, busy day. But so, it's certainly not as cool as being on Being the Elite. When you... Were you on Being the Elite then? Yes. But very briefly... Very briefly. When can, Paige comes out. You can see... And you can hear me as well. Oh! Uh, yeah, doing that um, on Being the Elite. Um, and then, yeah, I'm on the AEW mm. um, edit of the Pack versus Hangman page match. Amazing. I watched it live, actually, because um, they, they premiered it at 5 yeah. p.m. So I actually watched it um, sort of in real time, watching all the comments come in. I saw your comment. You left your, Yours is the top comment from WrestleTalk. Yeah, oh, no, but I was also in the live chat. I wasn't just in the comment yeah, yeah. section. I was in the, the live chat oh, as nice, well. Nice. And, um, yeah, a lot of people disappointed in the finish and then started... Laugh. I like the finish. Well, I did as well. I really like the finish. But then there was a lot of people laughing, going like, oh, this is the company that's supposed to take on WWE, mm. is it? So it really felt like it was full of the diehards who just want to call them a T-shirt company. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because they've done this to get out of disappointing people on the actual pay-per-view day. So if you compare that to what WWE would have done, they would have just kept advertising the match that can't happen and then switched it, not had it at the last moment. So... I much prefer this this way. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And if what Meltzer says is correct, and that, because he's reporting that... It's creative uh, differences. Yeah, so he said that Pac was going to beat Paige, but that would set up a match between Pac and Kenny Omega, but Pac wouldn't have won that. And Pac doesn't want to lose anything while he's got the dream, open the dream gate, rubbish name title. Mm-hmm. Because he loves very, that company. Very protective of that belt. Where, so they were like, oh, okay, well, if if that means Pac's victory over Page would mean nothing if he can't go in that direction, and we don't want we want wins and losses to mean something. So we're not just going to beat Page for no reason. As soon as I heard that explanation, I was like, yes, <laughs> that's how you should think. Yeah. So I'm fully behind that. Yeah, totally. No, I'm in complete agreement with you. Uh, and I am... Stoked for Double or Nothing Very this excited. coming weekend. Oh yeah, we'll we'll be doing a live watch along. I know your podcast peeps, but uh, head over to the YouTube channel and have us on your second screen. Yeah, uh, because we'll be doing the watch along this this Saturday. Podswafters are in the. Uh, <coughs> they've come along for the live streams. Mm. That's good. They have. They even tell us as much. They uh, we have a Podswafter call out to uh, be. We all get in touch with a diggity dog. <laughs> Hashtag diggity dog corner. Hashtag diggity dog corner for all the cool people. If you're in the UK, you can watch AEW on ITV box office. That's the place to do it. Some people keep asking where, like, so it's in, it's on pay-per-view, like Dish or all the pay-per-view providers in the States. Mm -hmm. And over here, it's ITV box office. Yes. It's not on fight, is it, in the States? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because that would sort of cannibalise their pay-per-view market. Yeah, maybe it is. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, Wrestle League 
predictions will go up later this afternoon as well. Later this afternoon? Yeah, oh, of course. Because yes, of it's course on it Saturday, so yeah. um, we're doing it day early. And cool. who's number one at the moment, Andy? Just for a Wrestle League update. Uh, not, not, not just in the office, Andy. I'm talking overall of the let's upwards of 800 people in the league. Quick look, Oliver Davis. Just, um, I'm curious about this. The top is Josh H., uh, James G., and Flev these, Dorin, these are all joint Matthew with, with Penny, 20 points. Uh, Mr. Booth. Uh, I'm mm. second on yeah. uh, 19 points. Yeah. Oh, is that ev- that's everyone? Yeah, yeah, everyone at the top there. <laughs> I mean, I'll get to the point here. Ollie's currently top of the leaderboard. <laughs> yes, for wrestling because Fishing. he, uh, yeah, he did. A, he had a stormer at Money in the Bank to the point where Fagador was getting annoyed that you were mm. doing so well in the. Luke, you are on thirteen point. You are oh, did, seven did, points behind Ollie. I did very poorly at Money in the Bank. Very, very poorly. Don't worry. An impact pay per view will come round. That's what I said. Inexplicably get that's full marks. What I, exactly what I and said. I was like, Slammiversary is coming on July seventh, and that will save me from all of you, this. Seen, really? Technically, I'm, build, I'm beating Housemate Simon because he forgot to do his mm. predictions. Well, he's going to do his honest predictions. We're going to add them to his score, but yes, um, like your honest predictions, yes, Randy, that you were Laurie, changing during the show. I genuinely wasn't. <laughs> Laurie. Oh no, actually. I I did have the Usos down to <laughs> I was just oh, would, would you look at that? I did have that one down. That, that's a point no, for no, me there. No, it wasn't there. the Usos. It was another match that I didn't realise. Anyway, um, no, it was Rey Mysterio. I thought it was, it was, it was also the Usos. Uh, Laurie's basically said that he's just going to copy all of your predictions well, yeah, that, going that, forward so that he can't lose. Exactly. That's what he was doing in season one. Yeah. He was just going to do the same things that I put down to avoid competing against me. If you want to partake in the Wrestle League predictions on a uh, sort of pay-per-view by pay-per-view basis, go over to Patreon. It's a busy time for yeah. us. You want to get involved now because we've got Double or Nothing. We've got NXT TakeOver 25. We've got Dominion. And yeah, as I said, Slammiversary is coming up soon. And we're gonna, we may even do stuff for the other two AEW shows that we've got coming up in uh, Fight for the Fallen and... Um, Fighter Festival, Super Showdown, and Super Showdown, yes. Super Arabia, Super Arabia, Stomping Grounds, and Stomping. Oh god, I forgot about Stomping Grounds. Uh, stomping oh, Grounds in so there. Many. Before we get to SummerSlam, there are a lot of pay-per-views, and mm. now is the time to get involved. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. But that is all we have got time for on this episode. Uh, Laurie and I will be back tomorrow with the NXT review, uh, but also we're going to have our AEW Double or Nothing predictions going up as well. So keep an eye out for those thank you very much i love you all goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.